check this out, right? Now watch me fuck this horse. <laughs> hey, what's up? As you will hear in just a few moments, best-selling author of such titles as Dark Torment or Infinitesimal Dark Part 2 or something, as well as The Last Mindhunter Bullet 713 Tribunal, among others. I don't know, a whole bunch of shit. Whatever. Best-selling author Jeremy Robinson is my guest this episode, and, as assumed, he is an asshat. One of the only reasons I asked him to come on is because when my awesome fans, thank you guys, and Jeremy's supposed fans get together, I end up making more money, and that's important to me. So, let's get this cash cow moving. Enjoy. How's it going? You know. <laughs> I do. What's that picture behind you? This? Yeah, what's that? It looks like it looks like Among Us, but like Godzilla. I think that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to do uh, visual things because people who are listening to this can't oh. see it. Yeah. It's a pillow piece, everybody. Well, I guess we could describe it. Basically, <laughs> you're in your very uh, chic, a 60s chic meets Ewok village. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Mind Bullet. I told you the dark when I read that. That was my favorite one of yours. This is easily passes that shit. I mean, that the dark looks like a pile of crap. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, you got it like yeah, sent this up. This one was, uh, this is a very different, very different book. I mean, good for you. I'm so proud of you. I really am. <laughs> Thank you. I was saying before this, like when we, when we first started working together, your writing was like, it was shit. It was absolute crap <laughs> that, and I almost fucking vomited with every word I said. I'm like, there is no yeah. way even I can save this. That's- Horrible but then people. right around uh, Infinity, you started getting good. Or Infinite. Infinity. <laughs> I don't even remember the name of the shit you write. <laughs> and then, you know, with the <laughs> and the last one, The Dark, I was like, all right, I think he's uh, finally reading my notes. And then this one, you know, you're on your own. Good job. Yeah. It's going to be 15 years and maybe I'll be an overnight success finally. If, <laughs> if you're lucky. God yeah. damn it. Um this is like a whole, this is a whole universe, basically, right? It's yeah. a whole. So, yeah, uh, Mind Bullet is part of uh, what I'm calling the infinite timeline, which is a go. universe of books that are all kind of overlapping. And it's kind of like the Marvel universe where uh, characters will appear from other books in the epilogue. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all kind of coming together for two crossovers. The first of which I'm writing now is called The Order. And then the second one is called Chaos, and that will feature characters from Tribe, The Dark, and Mindalit. Um, and then at the okay. end, all of that comes together for Singularity, which That's is kind cool. of like the the end game event novel for this. So year. yeah, you have that. You have like a whole. It's all mapped out, right? You have like this yep. map on your site, right? If you yeah. go to BewareOfMonsters.com, right? What do you do? Go down and click in the. Uh... It's right now. It's the first. Um, First blog post, so it's right there on the main page. Oh, okay, cool. You know, on the right side of the screen, you have where you are. Like this book is done. Oh, right. This book is in edit. This book is in planning. I love that. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I like that setup. <laughs> it keeps me on track. Yeah, but it's it's also like Jesus Christ, take a fucking vacation, <laughs> <Right>. man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I've taken one vacation in fifteen years, so I, I might be due for another in. Uh, after I finish the infinite timeline. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. 
But I need to finish it before I die. D- well, yeah, I hope so because otherwise I'm going to have to write it. <laughs> uh, so when does it? What what book starts this? Is it Infinite? Um, Infinite is is kind of the first book. The first three books, um, yeah, they don't overlap at all. So it's Infinite, the right. other, and whatever the hell the other one is. I should probably have this open, huh? Beware yes, of monsters. <laughs> Jeremy um, is going online on his own website to find out what yeah, he's written. <laughs> right. So there's I'll like three, yeah. three, three timelines of books um, that are not, they're all standalones. Um, yeah. And then you can read them all separately. You can mix up the orders if you want to. Um, but the first, uh, what is it? Six, seven, eight, eight novels you should read before you go to the crossovers. All right. And Mindbuller is the last of those. The order is mostly told from the perspective of uh, Dark Horse from Exo Hunter. Oh yeah, Exo Hunter, baby. I yeah, love it's that. very similar vibe, very humorous, and that—that's what I like about this. It, it, that's another one too. I mean, I know I say I like the dark and this one, whatever. <laughs> Exo Hunter. I don't want to say I forget about them as I move on to my new favorite, but. But then I remember, I'm like, holy fuck, yeah, that one too. Jesus Christ. Exo Hunter was great. <laughs> you, know, you know what I like about yeah. it? I think I sent you a letter because it was right around when everything was getting real sensitive. And I said to you, I don't, I, should I be doing this? Because that's right. That's right. Uh, the main guy, yeah. I believe he's a black man. And I know there are things about me that, you know, qualify <laughs> as a black man's, but. Should I do that? And you're like, yeah, because otherwise this is fucked up. I said, all right, cool. <laughs> I just want to at least appear sensitive. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about that kind of stuff. But I mean, it's every, know, everyone yeah. has like, it's a hundred. No one's complained about that. Um, I, I haven't. I haven't heard a word. I haven't seen a review. I haven't seen anything. It's the only complaints have been from white people. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with them? What did they say? <laughs> Why? Because there's a black character. Because the, the black guy was the good guy, and the white guys were the bad people. It offended. <laughs> it's true. Sorry. It's true. Jeez, it, I have to, I have to find those, and then I want to see the review names. I wish there was a way that you could put them out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> to say, can you contact this uh, racist douchebag and tell him to suck a dick? The, the funnest <laughs> ones are the ones that say, "I am racist against white people." That you are racist against white people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've always yeah. wondered that myself. <laughs> First time I met you, I was like, what the fuck kind of handshake was that? <laughs> I can, while we're, let's, let's talk about race while we're on the subject. Now, Great. Mexican. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> do you ever, I don't know if you get this. Maybe this is a New England thing I don't get. But I've lived here my entire fucking life. But sometimes I, I'll meet somebody. And after, you know, I don't know, five, six minutes of conversation, they'll feel the need to slip in uh, their being upset about something to do with a particular race. And I'm like, look, I know I'm white. I got blue eyes. I'm a redhead. So I've got to be Irish or some type of Celtic. I'm Scottish, by the way. Let's just clear that shit up. But I'm wondering, I'm like, did, did I seriously, did I shake their hand a certain fucking way that I'm not aware of that said, hey, hey, hey. Tell me whatever you want. I'll agree. Like, what the fuck? What, will you stop telling me this shit? It's fucking asinine. <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
Have I had that? Exp- I don't know that I've had that experience. Well, no, I have had that experience. Uh, I grew up just north of Boston. And oh. <laughs> for me, it was people complaining about Puerto Ricans. Really? I have no idea why Puerto Ricans are wonderful. But whatever suburb culture I was in, it was Puerto Ricans that they were all. Jesus. That's why I love where I grew up. I grew up in a place called Norwalk, Connecticut. It's a fucking melting pot, mm-hmm. man. All my friends were black, Puerto Rican, Costa Rican, Nigerian, fucking, I, there was everybody in there. And I, I always say, I'm like, I don't know if they planned it that way, but that was the greatest gift my parents ever gave to me is that yeah. it's like, I don't know, like I, you know, obviously you don't get to, you don't understand everything by any means, but you are familiar with no. things because of the shit your friends told you or, you know, showed you or whatever. But I just love it. And it helps with this, it, it, what I do now immensely. So but I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, I think my whole upbringing made me just fucking open to whatever. I don't give a shit. You know, I could give two shits as long as I'm happy and whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to waste my time on being angry about yeah. something that has fucking nothing to do with me. Anyway. Yep. Totally. Living in LA was like that for me because our, our apartment building had people from all over the world. Yeah. And it was kind of like one of those U shaped apartment building so everyone was facing everyone we became friends with mm-hmm. almost everyone there yep it was just really cool kind of exposure to cultures around the world without actually having to go around the world and but other than that did you like la <laughs> uh there, i fucking a, hate la and i don't care who knows it <laughs> i there are parts of la that i really liked a lot mm-hmm. we went to the la zoo a lot okay um, that's a really nice place to escape and the place that we lived was montrose which is just on the edge of uh, Los Angeles, uh, part of Glendale. And it was kind of like a New England town oh. buried in Los Angeles. So where we lived specifically was wonderful. All right. But Los Angeles itself, uh, most of the time we lived up on the hills and you couldn't even see Los Angeles oh, because of the smog. You're so lucky. <laughs> this is nothing against Los Angelinos or whatever they're called. Absolutely is that not. what it is, Los Angelinos? They all know it's smoggy. It's just fucking, oh, there's no goddamn soul in that place. It's just, and I think maybe it's just me. I'm an East Coast kid. You know what I mean? My whole life, um, I've got the the brazen who gives a fuck attitude of New York, you know, just south of us that it, it just yeah. falls out. But I don't know. At least you come here and you know that if we don't like you, you'll feel it. But you go there and it's like. There's there's no trees. There's no there's desperation in the air. Thank you. Yes. Oh my God. The, yeah. the, I think we just fucking lost our fucking fandom out. <laughs> but no, because fuck that. You ever been to San Diego, San Francisco? That shit's awesome. I love those fucking places. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Los Angeles is, is a it's a different thing. I mean, Hollywood is <laughs> controlled and inspires people out there. I definitely recommend visiting. Don't get, I think it's important yeah. to go there. Check out Los Angeles. You might love it. I, I happen to not like it. But Something yeah, there's good. tons of shit to do. There's great food. There's tons of that shit. There's entertainment, obviously, if you're, you know, down near whatever, Hollywood and all that kind of crap. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Not a lot of trees, but. <laughs> Even the fucking palm trees, there aren't a lot of palm trees. I thought it was, no. you know, you watch that scene that they have the, every shot that takes place in Beverly Hills of like going down that long road. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, you're like, wow, yeah. California is wow. And you get there and that's it. They're all just on that road. <laughs> that's the only ones they have. Yeah, because they have to water all those trees. That's a good point. They don't really have water, do they? <laughs> no. 
Uh, see, but that's not funny. I don't want Los Angeles to fucking burn. You know, I just don't ever want to no. go there again. I know that I will go there. You will? Why? I think I'll be going there probably a lot in the next years. Oh, really? Uh, there are things happening. Mm. I can't talk about them yet. It's been years. I, I was going to say I could bring it up. Every time I do this, this means like I'm moving my hand up and down on like the right side of my screen as I face it. That's where you put all your what you're doing stuff. And I believe you have things in there that say secret uh, assignment or secret uh, project or whatever, stuff like that in there. Yeah, it's a couple of secret screenplays. Um, I mean, I can be vague. I have a screenplay that I wrote based on one of my books that is with a producer. They're actively looking for directors, things like that. Nice. There is potential TV stuff happening, mm. other movies happening. Nice. Um, but I can't say what and with who, even though I feel like I've made it kind of obvious over the years. <laughs> <laughs> if people are paying attention, they could easily connect the dots. God damn it, I got, I got to start paying attention. <laughs> there's, only, there's only pictures of me with one director online. Mm, I didn't see it. I'm going to assume... Uh, nope. Uh, I can't think. I can't even think of a famous fucking director right now. That's how bad I am at coming up with shit on the spot. Whatever, I don't care. But you know what I do care about? You, dude. You doing yours? You getting your show and movie and stuff? Stuff. Let me see. I, I I did write down. I didn't write down a lot. Um, because I figure we'll just talk because it's a hell of a lot more interesting. But I do have a couple things I want to talk to you about. Um. Something I thought of on the way home, actually, I was picking up dinner, came home, and uh, I want to know what you think about, you know, those like trucks, they got the, the the hitch on the back. What do you think about the people that hang the balls on the on the back? What do you think about that? Or not the people. What do you think about the balls themselves? I, I'm, you for I'm it? not really a fan of truck nuts. No, that's what it, truck nuts. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Truck nuts. Yeah. No? I'm not a huge fan of truck nuts okay. because... Sometimes you're driving with like your daughter, yeah, and and you don't want to have to dis- to tell them what what truck nuts. How old is she? Well, I mean, they were younger. Oldest is seventeen. I was going to say, I think, and then youngest is twelve. I, I'm not saying she has a personal relationship with nuts, but I think she knows what truck nuts are. <laughs> the, the oldest, the oldest would probably put them on her car. The youngest would be confused by what I, I got to tell you. I like the oldest. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> She's a hellion. So that was my random question of the day. You have truck nuts? Is that, is that why? No, I was, you know, the funny thing is it was a pickup in front of me and I was a little bit back. I'm like, are those truck nuts on this fucking idiot? But they weren't, I don't know what the fuck was hanging from this. They were like Terminator nuts because there were like these two dangling metal balls. And it made me think truck nuts. And it made me think, oh, you know, who might have a, an interesting opinion on that. <laughs> So you saw a pair of big nuts and you thought, yeah, oh yeah, totally. Well, no, it's not that. It's that that shit I will bring home and ask my wife, <laughs> like, hey, honey. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to save her from that tonight. I'm asking you. I'm going to make Jeremy my wife tonight. Yeah, no. Let's talk about balls. Well, you know, not only can we talk about balls, we're going to talk about, and I got this thought from uh, your book, STDs. <laughs> I most certainly did make jokes. Yep. They popped I up. Right. I mean, there's there's some shit that you will just come out with out of fucking nowhere, and it's not it's not uh, it's not superfluous humor. It's not like 
you put it in because you thought to be a funny bit. I mean, it makes total fucking sense to be in there just because of the characters and the situation and everything. But that was when I just stopped and just had to give myself a second before I started recording again. <laughs> because like that, that was it gonorrhea? Uh, uh, no, no, you just said STDs. Okay. It was, it was all, all STDs. In fact, before the show, I think I said I had syphilis when we were checking levels and everything. <laughs> Because I'm so splotchy. I, and I, I don't know if syphilis has anything to do with splotchy. <laughs> That's the one I came up with because, yeah, why not? It's just fun to say. And um, you should have called it STD bullet. Yeah. So it's all good. Anyway, so that, let's get off STDs. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to get off the medication anyway. Yeah. Uh, but my other question is this is something else I thought of during, and these are just random thoughts that popped up. Mm-hmm. Do you, there's, uh, and I'm not giving anything away, I don't believe. There was a movie in the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, and you might know where I'm going with this, you might not, that had Ricky Schroeder in it, all right? I don't remember what the fuck it was called, but I do remember at the beginning, they were, like, on a vacation, and they were at, like, a mountain, a cliff, and the the RV went over the cliff. Do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, it sounds like something that would be in... It was a horribly fucking depressing movie, but it's like uh, he's lost in the... National Lampoon. He's lost in the wilderness, I guess. It's like mountains and shit and rivers and valleys and all that shit. But he meets up... I think he meets up with... Was it supposed to be funny? No. No, it was a fucking drama. But it, it. I think he meets up with some mountain man or some shit i don't know it's he's a good guy though he doesn't try and you know fuck him in the ass so that's good um was this in a theater i don't know i remember watching it on like channel 11 or you know like the sunday afternoon movie and it was just anyway the point i wasn't meaning to be like what's the name of the movie um i'm asking because i well obviously the answer is no i was gonna say did did that idea come from there because it I totally fucking pictured that. And it's always been a disturbing thing for me for whatever reason, just the, 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 when they go over, it's like, I just got so fucking terrified or just sad or whatever. But I was like, no, I, I have no memory of it. But I mean, it's always possible that I saw that once back then, and it's stuck in my well, head. Well, I got to. Th- when you're talking about it, though, all I'm picturing about is the wheelchair scene from Mac and Me, when he goes over the cliff. Oh, from Mac and Me wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful story. All these things that terrify us and fuck us up for life. The other thing that fucks me up for life, and my brother still brings it up to this day, and now my niece and nephew bring it up because they think it's funny to joke about. I'm like, listen, assholes, it's. <laughs> and i i never knew this movie was a comedy but american werewolf in london that's a comedy Mm. that's when i worked in the video store the guy that owned the place who was you know mr fucking movies he was like that is a comedy it goes in comedy i'm like it's a fucking terrifying movie because when i was five or six it was time for me to go to bed and i remember walking in from the kitchen into the living room and the stairs would go up to my room and my brother was in that room watching American Werewolf in London. And I turned around and it was at the point where he's eating the fucking, was it a goat or fucking, I don't know what it is, but he looks up and his face is all fucking blue. And I'm like, holy fuck. And I remember crying for until my parents got home, which seemed like seven hours later. But 
still to this day, that fucking scene freaks me out. And I've even forced myself to sit through it. And it's not that scary, but it's like, holy <laughs> fuck. I was so justified. I don't remember if I saw it back then. I know I've seen it since, but I don't know if I saw it when I was a kid. I saw a lot of horrible things when I was a kid, but I don't know if that was one. Man, video stores, bad news. Oh, but I, but fucking, I love video stores though, man. Shit. You get exposed to, to things that you wouldn't normally oh. when you go home with your new anime and you're like, oh, this will be a fun anime. What, what am I the seeing? The hell are those? No. <laughs> Well, this was kind of, there were ratings. You end up writing books like mine. Right. Well, this is, yeah. this is when like Fletch was PG. You know what I mean? <laughs> we had a lot more freedom back in the day. So I think our generation should start, yeah. you know, doing the ratings on things. But yeah, a lot of shit back in the day. I just remember there was this video store that opened the first ones called Video Time. And I can, there was a smell in there. And it's, I'm not being like, it smelled like ass and tickle juice or whatever the fuck that is. It was, <laughs> there was a specific smell that I will always relate to Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> because I, it, it had just, I don't know when it was in the theaters and I forget how long, maybe a year after movies were in theaters, it would come out on video. Going in yeah. there and seeing it and they rented it to my brother. My brother's four years older than me. I was eight. So he was 12. I, you know, so obviously, okay. let him fucking rent it. Makes sense. But holy fuck, that that was on TV. It was on TV. Yeah, that's where I first. Saw no, it. I on saw it on fucking the whole thing on video, and I was just terrified, and it fucked me up for <laughs> oh, life. But that gave me the first time I saw it was a clip on Halloween after trick or treating, and we walked into our neighbors living room and they were watching it and it was the scene where his arms get really long <laughs> and he's like scratching the walls on yes. the side and i was like what the fuck yes is my, we just my, yeah. i just showed my daughter uh halloween this this year and i was like you've got to watch this because it's 70s which means it's really fucking naturally creepy <laughs> so but after that I, she was like I really like that. I'm like, I know. I was like, you know what else you got to see? And I was going through all these things and just showing her trailers of other stuff. And I showed her that one. I was like, this one screwed me up. And I played it. And, and ever since she's like, I was okay until I saw the arms. And I'm like, right. Yeah. It's a nightmare. If you <laughs> no, the whole beginning of that movie, when he's building the, the hand and the, and the knives and everything, and he's putting it all together. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Oh, wait a minute. Were we here to talk about you or, <laughs> Well, we're here to make people like us so that they want to buy the book. So uh, you said you had some questions planned for me. No. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the movie Eternals? No. No? I saw it. This fucking fascinating. <laughs> that's my review. But that's, that's all I have to say. That's the one with Angelina Jolie? Yes, uh, Salma Hayek, mm. um, Gemma Chan, I think her name is. So it's a bunch uh, of fucking chicks? A lot of TV <laughs> actors. <laughs> Kit Harrington, <gasps> Jon Snow. Yes, and Jon Snow's brother, whatever his name was. I don't remember that. I don't remember. Who cares? Kit Harrington was very Kit Harington. Yeah, I was going to say, was he new? <laughs> I feel bad for actors like that just get these fucking great parts, and it's like... I can't see you as anything but that ever again. I, I wish, but then I love well, those that can't. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, I'm like, I love that that guy is not just, is yeah. not Harry Potter. He's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you know? 
he is he has the freedom now to do whatever. He yeah, wants. and he. I think one of the first things he did was a a stage production of Equus. You know that play? Yeah, with his his dingling out. Yeah, yeah, and that's not what I was thinking of. I just the fact that he did that play. <laughs> I was like, well, that's pretty fucking out there, man. Yeah, well, I think that was a, it was an interesting move to break away from Harry yeah. Potter. Was I'm going to do a play and, first of all, and I'm going to whip my shit out. And like, there goes Harry Potter. Fuck, that's Harry's wand. This is Daniel's wand. Check this out, right? Now watch me fuck this horse. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. some good shit. Harry is Harry. Harry. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, I was going to say, did Angelina do a, a an, an accent in this one, too? She did Angelina's accents. She, but she's fucking American. She was playing herself. All right, because like the past yeah. seven, she's had fucking English accent. There was one guy in the movie with an accent that we could not figure out what it was. We decided that it was like Newfoundland or something because oh. it was sounded Irish at times, but then sounded Southern, like American Southern. <laughs> so it was really confusing. To Wales, maybe? What, what kind of accent it was. That's what I said, but I honestly have no idea what a Welsh accent sounds like. I don't either, which is why, which is why when... Authors ask me to read them. I'm like, yeah. I guess this is it. <laughs> Whenever someone I see Welsh accent, I literally think of a jar of fucking jelly, and then I mean that's it, grape jelly, and then I just throw something out that I think of cheese, kind of English. Did you say something about Welsh, cheese? Welsh rarebit. Welsh rarebit is that what it's called? It's uh, like yeah, toast with yeah. melted disgusting cheese on top. Yeah, like I think cheese. so. That some reason people eat as a meat. That's interesting. I haven't, I've heard that name, but not a lot. And the fact that you Don't know it, it and it came to you today says a lot about how yeah, little you talk shit. to actual people. <laughs> anyway, so you want to plug anything? You want to like uh, say anything special before I wrap this shit up? Um, hmm. I mean, we can go on talking. I, I got tons of topics I could bring up. Most of them have to do with like balls and penises. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I mean, do you want to keep talking or, or... I, I'm I don't have anywhere to go. So you want to talk about penises um, and balls? That's what you tell me. <laughs> well. We talk about sphincters and fucking kegel exercises. We yeah, we didn't talk about any of that stuff. No. I do include, well, we got time. I include Kegels a lot in my books. And so is it Kegel? I say Kegel. I'm sorry. I think sorry. it's Kegel. Okay. I, I'm not an expert on the subject, but. You know what I'm going to do? Like you know, this is what we're going to do. You put that in a book. I'm going to say it wrong. Or I'm going to say it the way I say it. If it comes across from the proofer that I pronounced it incorrectly, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know either way. But what if they're not an expert? Well, if this, this one guy that proofs me, you will not ever, ever have an error or a background noise. At all. This <laughs> motherfucker is superhuman. And he, I'm telling you, he hears shit that I'm like, I think he's making that up. There's no, and I listen, I'm like, holy fuck. And he'll just catch shit that I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, no, yeah. All right. So tell me, uh, say some Jeremy Robinson shit before I get rid of you and fucking start a night that I'm happy to be part of. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, so Mind Bullet is available now. And people should go buy it. No one's going to buy it. No one's listening. At <laughs> <laughs> they dropped out at STDs. 
Oh my God. Before that, Jesus Christ. I dropped out before. <laughs> I don't even think this is recording anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. So just mind bullet. Mind bullet. And then uh, infinite timeline will continue throughout 2022. I think um, at first I was going to space them out. Uh, I was mm-hmm. going to write uh, one of the timeline books and then do a standalone. But I think I'm just going to burn through it. So the next yeah. three books will be all three crossovers after Mind Bullet. Um, nice. So 2022 should should finish out the infinite timeline. And, oh, wow. uh, hopefully Sweet. we'll be able to announce some TV and movie stuff. Cool. Coming soon. That sounds good. Well, make sure you do it here first on Radio Books with R.C. Bray. You're going to schedule <laughs> me again to, to announce? <laughs> well, yeah, but you have to fucking tell me when. I can, you know, okay. what if I have someone important on that I got to kick off? You know, you got to tell me, you got to say, and then I got to tell them, hey, 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 Jeremy Robinson is about to make me tons of money. Can you? No, I'm sorry, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah, sorry, but he would stay on. J- just him, though. I'd kick anyone else off anyone just else? for you. Uh, all right. Well, I don't think I have anything else to say other than it's fucking still awesome to read for you all after all these years. It's. It's just fucking great. It's always like, it's like, oh, thank God I finished that book. Now I can work on Jeremy's. And it is, it's a fucking pleasure. It's, I always say there's, there's times when you read a book that it's like, holy shit, this chapter has taken me four hours to fucking read and it's two pages long because you keep losing (laughs) your place or it doesn't flow right or whatever. But then I get in the ears, I'm like, oh shit, I'm 60 pages in and wow, 10 minutes. I'm fast. There there are literally times when I'm, when I'm writing my books and I think, what can I do right now that will make Bob happy? Thank you. Thank it's you. true. It's because true. I occasionally write something just to entertain mm-hmm. you. Because <laughs> I know you will find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know those too, because I, I, there was a line that I said, I, there are lines that I'll, I'll see that can be funny if you don't say them right. But I, I'll yeah. see it and I'm like, I know how he's saying that. And I'll switch it up and be like, that's fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) I wish if I, I usually just keep going, but if I see one again, I'll write it down and and tell you. But again, dude, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. This is fun. Well, thank Christ that ruptured hemorrhoid of a shit show is over. Am I right? Wait, who am I even talking to? Hardly anybody is even hearing this right now. The smart ones signed off two minutes in. Hell, I checked out the second I introduced Jeremy. When we were recording, not when I listened back to it in post. Anyway, Jeremy's got a tit ton of books available in print, ebook, and audio. Which reminds me, caveat emptor. Many of Jeremy's earlier titles in audio format, uh, even some of his more recent ones as well, were voiced by a very eager yet grossly inexperienced, incompetent, single-A narrator, either because I hadn't come across Jeremy's radar yet, or as one of the top one narrator in the business, I was unavailable. But I can assure you they are legitimate audiobooks, despite sounding like they were read by, well, (laughs) someone, not me. But I digress. Here's to you, Mr. Robinson. As always, you came through for me once again, and I'm almost grateful enough to do something naughty. Thank you, my brother. On the next episode of Radio Books, the only human to have ever blended dirty dancing with fencing and the lifelong supporter of all things puce, author Craig, I created Skippy, so I'm better than you, Allenson Jr., the third Esquire. 
DDSPCP. Until then, this is R.C. Bray saying, if Jimmy still crack corn, I still don't care.